let's talk about things that are out of our control. So again, our intention is for you guys to develop your awareness. So when you start to have thoughts or when you start to hear your daughter have these thoughts, you can coach her in the moment around her circle of control. You're listening to What's the Lesson, a podcast that inspires girls and those that love them to grow in their knowledge, skills, and abilities while working towards becoming the most confident version of themselves. We're your hosts, Jill and Mary, once corporate leaders and entrepreneurs turned confidence coaches who are obsessed with raising the next generation of female leaders. We're the founders of Girls Mentorship, a personal growth and development company for teen and tween girls. We're here to give them the tools to be resilient, problem solvers, and to simply be good people. Everything we wish we had access to at their age. We'll be sitting down with versatile guests to talk about things like how to manage expectations, bounce back from failure, even strategies to break up with a toxic relationship. We want this community to lift one another up. So starting right now, you get to practice reaching your hand back and bringing other girls along for the ride. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. The show, the show of all shows. <laughs> What's the lesson? <laughs> We're your crazy hosts, Jill and Mary. We're like 30 or 40 episodes in at this point in time, and it's just starting to feel like we kind of a little bit know what we're doing. So anybody out there who is having some sort of <laughs> questions about doing something that scares them or imposter syndrome around it, just know that we oh, kicked this man. sucker off in July of 2021, and it is now March of 2022, and... I feel like we've moved on to level one finally. Yay. I know. Yeah. I agree. Um, I used to get so nervous. Right when we press record, I'm like, oh, what do we what do we do now? <laughs> but now it's like it really is fun just to talk. And like you get more comfortable being yourself and not having to, you know, pretend to show up like anybody else. Because our hope is that this podcast is gonna be, I mean, 500 episodes. I mean, more. And more. And more. Or more. Or more. Don't tell your subconscious that it's just no. 500 because we'll hit that mark and then we'll stop. No. But it's cool to be like, you know what? We get to show up exactly how we are. And that's really the invitation that we tell our girls every time that they meet us. It's like, right. We're a space for them space. to come and be who they are because realistically – if you think about how many hats you wear in a day, and I'm not talking about the one that's currently <laughs> on my head because there is but one I'm on my head right now, but we are daughters and sons. We are sisters and brothers. Some of us are moms and dads, aunts, uncles, friends, employees, owners, CEOs. That's a lot of hats mm -hmm. that you have to wear in a day. And with those hats come expectations of right. how you are showing up. So if you think about the girls that we mentor – the workshops that we throw, we've noticed, really attract anywhere from like 10 to 13, 14. Of course, there are some outliers. And then our one-on-ones have really started to attract more of the high school crowd. These girls have to show up in a certain way every single day. So if they're not feeling good, if they've had a bad day, 
society has kind of told them to brush it under the rug well, and show up, up anyway. Yeah. Suck it up, buttercup. So we really throw out the invitation to them that with us, in their sessions with us, we welcome them to be exactly who they are in that moment because they don't get that invitation a lot. No. So it's always a reminder for us as well. So for those of you listening, this is your reminder as well. Thank you for showing up. Thanks for tuning in. But wherever you are, whether you're walking, maybe you are doing the dishes, wherever you're at, you're welcome. Come as you are. Come as you are. You are welcome exactly where you're at. And this actually leads perfectly into the discussion that we're going to be having today on said podcast around <laughs> the, the circle, circle of, of control. control. What yes. can you control? What is out of your control? And how do you respond versus react to those things? I was going to say what I love about bringing conversations like this, especially on a podcast, is our hope is there's moms and dads and aunts and and uncles or friends or coaches. girls, coaches, whoever's tuning in, that these type of conversations give you the language to then be able to have a more meaningful conversation with your daughter or the girls in your life, maybe even your sons. Your sons as well. We... <laughs> have gotten asked 572 <laughs> times when we're starting boys mentorship. Yeah. We are not unaware that these conversations are important to everybody. It doesn't matter who you are. These conversations that we're having are important to you as at least at the very least as a reminder of how to show up and the fact that you have control over that. Exactly. So our intention today is that you walk away with Again, like I said, language to help you in maybe those type of thoughts that you're dancing with. Maybe it's your self-talk. Maybe it's the negative thoughts that are creeping in your mind. Maybe it's the self-doubt. Maybe it's the limiting beliefs. Whatever it is, it's being able to then question that thought and then be able to say, okay, is this how I'm going to show up? Is this the choice I'm going to make? Is this in my control? Am I am I holding on? Am I clenching my fists too tight? Or what do I need to do to let it go and choose again? Jill, what do you suffer with? What is your itis? Oh, I mean, <laughs> she wasn't Just expecting pick that. One? Yeah. Well, honestly, What's the top one for me because I am a mom. It's definitely the control, like. I have tendencies to want to control how my kids behave. I like how you said you have tendencies, not that I am a control freak because right. your language also matters. Correct. So if you say I am something, then you're putting that on as if it's your entire identity. Mm -hmm. If you say you have tendencies or if you have What's another word that I'm looking for? It doesn't matter. If you have tendencies to do something, you can separate yourself, who you are, from that thing that you tend to do, which means you can actively work on it, which exactly. is cool. And it is. It's a work in progress. But I know that about myself, especially – so I'm going to even throw my husband in there. I feel like um, – Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. There's um, a vision that I have for my family. And when they miss the mark, I get disappointed. So it's a constant work in communication around what is in my control, what isn't, so that it doesn't literally bring me down and ruin my day or ruin my relationships with how I am with my children and my husband. 
That's my that's my isms. What's yours? Gosh. Again, just one. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because I come off as really confident and I deeply believe that I am. However, I am a words of affirmation person. That Mm. is my love language through and through. You don't need to get me anything other than a really nice card that says how much you love me for me to know that you really love me. And I really suffer from uh, like not enoughness or Mm. feeling like I'm an afterthought. Yeah. Is ishness? Yes. Is that a is that one? <laughs> and that can seep into my thought process really, really quickly, and right. take me down a huge rabbit hole of comparison. Then it starts to get into judgment. The, oh, it gets into a lot of the other ones as right. well. So it's like if I don't catch that and reach out for what I need in that moment, then you can expect not to hear from me for the day, realistically, while I'm sulking at home in this uh, state of what did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Um, Mm. Could I have been a better friend? Could I have done more to make sure when realistically all of that is out of my control? Absolutely. I have to remember that I am a good person and I am a damn good friend. Right. And everything that I do is enough. It's like almost like I'm sending out a bird, right? Like I'm opening the cage and the bird is going. I know that I took care of that bird and now I'm sending it out back into the wild and how people receive it is on them, not on me. Mm. And that has been a hard, hard reminder. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. And y'all, I turned 34 in just a couple of days. So I just, I want to point that out because though we come and this is our job and we've worked with hundreds of kids at this point. We still suffer with it, which makes us relevant. Yes. I need the daily reminders. A hundred percent. That I'm like, I agree. This work probably is the biggest blessing because it's a- It's so confronting. (laughs) It's so confronting. It's like we have to walk our talk. So let's talk about- Walk it out. Walk it out. Walk it out. (laughs) No, walk it out. (laughs) No, walk it out. (laughs) So if you were around for um, one of our previous episodes where we talked about the Dream Center in Phoenix, uh, Jill and I had the pleasure of going there and hosting a workshop with their residents, which was incredibly humbling. We talked on that episode about how we- spoke on your flexible brain, your incredible flexible brain, and how you can choose to be of growth mindset or scarcity mindset, and how it behooves you so much more to be of a growth mindset, even though it takes practice, practice. daily practice, hourly practice, minute by minute practice. Our brain is a runaway train. If we allow it to go down some sort of path before stopping it, it Mm -hmm. will go down that path and it'll probably crash directly into a wall. Absolutely. So we talked about training your flexible brain, but we also talked about this concept of your circle of control. Mm -hmm. So what is that, Jill? Well, I want to kind of point out a visual because I want you to think about the circle of control almost like a donut. Like a bullseye. Like a bullseye. Where if we're talking about a donut, think of it as a, a chocolate glazed donut. The chocolate part. I love donuts. I love donuts so much. And I have celiacs, so donuts <laughs> don't love me, which is very sad. But I'm picturing this. Right? Chocolate glazed. The Got it. The chocolate glazed part is the circle of can't can't. And then the inside, the kind of like the the part where there's where the donut hole would where be. Where the donut hole is, that's that is the can. So, on the outside circle or like the chocolate glazed part, let's talk about things that 
are out of our control. So again, our intention is for you guys to develop your awareness. So when you start to have thoughts or when you start to hear your daughter have these thoughts, you can coach her in the moment around her circle of control. So an easy one is the weather. It is so out of our control. Around in our control is being able to fly to a different state to get better weather <laughs> yes. if that is what's, you know, plaguing you for the day. Absolutely. So see the contrast there? I can't control that it's 60 in Phoenix today. Right. And we're cold. Yeah. Yes, it's out of our control. Here's a big one. Our parents. We cannot control our parents' feelings, but sometimes what we do is we adopt their feelings almost like we're wearing them as our own. So what is out of our control is how our parents behave, how they show up. But what is in our control is how we receive them. Are they parents who have high expectations of you? Where maybe that might make you feel a certain way. And then you perform or you act a certain way to please your parents. And is that serving you? So the way that we can handle our parents is constantly by asking ourselves, what is in our control? And what what is actually spiraling out of control as well? So how other people feel is out of our control. When Mary is upset, I want to fix it. But I also do my best because I know that she is a words of affirmation person and she might hear me in that moment and it might make her feel happy or joyful in that second. But at the end of the day, how I treat her is never going to make her feel better. She is in control of her feelings. Well, this was a really big light bulb moment for me. And I'm, mom, if you're listening, you know how much it irks you when I do this to you. But I'm at a point now in our relationship where I try not to coach. I really try not to coach. I try to just be. But when there, when an opportunity presents itself for me to slow down and point out this concept, this really helped me because my mom is someone who always says, well, you made me feel this way. Mm-hmm. And I have to take a step back and say, Something I may have done, an action of mine that I may have done, you may have interpreted it in such a way that makes you feel sad, not seen, not heard, upset, whatever that is. But I physically cannot make anybody feel something. Right. And that's been a great like separation for us, like a good buffer between if, if we're in a disagreement to take a big deep breath and take a step back Mm -hmm. and assess our feelings that are our own feelings Mm -hmm. and how we want to then move on from this argument by way of responding, not reacting. I was just going to say that what is out of our control is what other people say to us. Mm -hmm. But we, we take that on and make it mean something. So to your point, it is. It's like having the awareness of like, okay, when my mom tells me that I made her feel a certain way, I didn't. Whatever she's feeling are her feelings and whatever my feelings are, are my feelings. And that's okay. And through that, what's next? Is it having a conversation? Is it letting something go and moving on? Is it taking a couple of minutes 
hours, days right? away from the conversation and revisiting it when we're not seeing things through the emotional lens that we're seeing them through. Right. Especially for girls, something that's out of their control is like who sits with them in class, their classmates, their teachers. Sometimes there might be a, a kiddo in class that just irks the living daylights out of her. And it's like, okay, well, what's in your control? What's the lesson here? What is this person teaching you that is in your control to learn? Yes. So is it patience? Is it grace? Is it the ability to tune somebody out and do your work? Whatever that is, right. you're only going to find that answer if you continue to ask questions about the situation that you're in as opposed to reacting. Because when you react, people understand that they can get that reaction out of you mm -hmm. and then they tend to do it intentionally. Right. And it's then like that's poke, power. Poke. That's power over you. Poke, 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 and then you're the volcano. Mm -hmm. And they have their they have your power. Absolutely. Absolutely. They have your power. Yeah. So you're starting to see what is out of our control. And always asking yourself that question is awesome for you to go on this, this journey of exploration. It's like, okay, am I actually believing a story that I'm telling myself or how can I redirect my, my thinking so that I'm back in control? So the things that you are in control of are the words that you say. Sometimes we don't necessarily even pay attention to what we say because we're on autopilot. Um, and your words have so much oh. meaning and power. One of my biggest takeaways from an event that we attend yearly called the Powerhouse Women event, uh, the speaker, one of the speakers this year was talking about the power of the tongue and something that she no longer says because she had a very close brush with death. And do you know when something's really, really, really funny and you're like, oh my God, I'm dead. I don't say that anymore. Not anymore. She literally spoke life into me <laughs> it was at like that. A it was light bulb it moment. Was, Boom. Oh my God, I'm dying. It's like, why would you <gasps> say that about yourself? Yeah. No, absolutely not. Because you put that out into the universe. And what you put out into the universe, whether it's goodness and gratitude or words like that, that's what you're calling into your life. Yeah. And that was such a moment for me that even when I'm joking, I'm not joking. Because guess who was someone who told a lot of self-deprecating jokes in order to feel comfortable in social situations for a mm -hmm. long time in her life? Me. I did. Self-deprecating jokes, making fun of myself. And guess who didn't have a whole lot of confidence? Me. I didn't. And yeah. I realized that it was do in part, yes, because of some things I've experienced in life, but I wasn't helping myself. Right. I certainly wasn't building myself up. I was tearing myself down, even though other people laughed at my jokes. And when I could get people to laugh at my jokes, like I knew I was in, I knew I broke the ice. It made me feel good that people laughed, but it didn't make me feel good having the realization that other people were laughing at jokes I was making either about myself or other people. Mm. That is incredibly powerful. And if I were to guess then, like even just saying those words to yourself, whether they're jokes or not, also probably led you on a path of maybe bad decisions or encounters where you looked at your life like- me? Bad decisions? What? Where you looked at your life and you're like, yeah, of course this happened to me. 
Like, oh, God. Victim? Victim. Hey. Right? If anybody's a victim, yes. I was queen. It was yeah. like, well, this snowball is I getting bigger. Yeah. They didn't see me. It was their fault. It was so Blame. easy to point the finger. Mm-hmm. Right. But once you have that light bulb moment and you realize that your words do create your reality. Yeah. Everything shifts. Everything shifts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the power in this conversation is your decisions are in your control. Your actions are in control. You asking for help is in your control. Your goals, how you listen to others. Another one that I really love for girls too is the amount of time, not just girls, I should say everyone, the amount of time we spend on our phone. The amount of time that we spend on our phone is we are in control of that. And oftentimes, we then feel worse about ourselves after we scroll and we're like, well, my goodness, uh, like, okay, um, well, now I feel crappy after being on my phone. And it's like, hang on, that was in your control. So all of this to say is we want to empower you all listening to be the best question askers. And to be somebody who takes personal responsibility over that as opposed to shedding personal responsibility and blaming where you are in life on external circumstances. When in all reality, a lot of what's going on is in your control. It is. And is it going to be easy? Is it going to be difficult? Yeah, at times. It is, but it's a practice. No, it's not going to be easy just to answer that question without a yes. But that's exactly why Jill and I do what we do. We've all said we made a lot of mistakes. If we can help one girl bridge that gap and not have to spend, you know, 15 years comparing herself to the done up model on Instagram that's not really real, Mm -hmm. then we've done something right. If, Right. If we can help somebody see that they aren't the decisions that they made, that it's not somebody else's fault, shoot, we've done our job. Tenfold. Yeah. So go and practice this. It is a practice. Again, tying in the last episode around training our flexible brain, this work won't be in practice if you don't practice it. Our brain is a muscle. These are the type of conversations that are going to strengthen your mindset so that when slip-ups happen, when failures happen, when you fall down, the rebound time is much quicker to get you back into a positive mindset versus keeping you keeping you stuck in fear or the isms that Mary and I were talking about, the not enoughness. The I'm a control freak or my expectations are too high for other people in my life that are close to me. So we are committing to this work. We would love for you to commit to this work as well. And we're really curious to see how this this language, this this tool can help you in your toolbox to um, strengthen conversations with your daughter, with your partner, with your spouse, with the people in your life. And if you know somebody that could really utilize listening to this episode, please send it to them. Please share it, DM it, screenshot it, share it on your stories. We love to see who's listening, where they're listening, and how they are being impacted by the work that we're doing and sharing about. So, 
you know, just a little plug for What's the Lesson podcast. What's the Lesson is to ask your community for help. And we would love your help in sharing these messages because we get to see firsthand how they're impacting people, not just girls, not just girls, boys, moms, dads, the residents at the Phoenix Dream Center. Wild. It's people need these messages. So here we are asking for your support and sharing it if it if you feel called to do so. Absolutely. And how we always like to end our our speaking engagements is we like to close in beauty. And one of our favorite quotes is by Maya Angelou. And I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but I'll summarize it. It it goes something like, the more that you know, the better that you can do. So now you cannot unlearn this conversation. So our hope is that your self-awareness will be heightened and that you can make more powerful decisions and choices in your life to do better. And with that, you guys, thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day and we'll catch you on the next episode. The next episode. We see this every time, but wow, what a powerful episode. These conversations always leave us feeling so fired up and inspired. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. If you're looking for more, head over to girlsmentorship.com slash WTL for the show notes. And if you felt as inspired by listening to this conversation as we did having it, we would be ecstatic if you'd advocate for us in one or all of the next three ways. One, by sharing this episode with a friend or on your social media. Two, by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating and an honest review. And three, by following us on social media. This community is full of movers and shakers. We share ideas, we ask questions. So if you're interested, we've linked our Instagram account as well as our exclusive community on Facebook in the show notes. Until next time, you guys, remember, the more you know, the better you do. And this bomb-ass episode was sponsored by Girls Mentorship.